ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ reading from bhagavad gita as it is translation and commentary by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami prabhupad founder acharya of iskon jai prahlad anand maharaj jai krishna chapter 14 text 26 there another seat for maharaj raised as an ah ಮಾಚಯೋಭಿಚಾರೇಣ ಭಕ್ತಿಯೋಗೇನ ಸೇವತೆ ಸಗುಣ ಸಮತೀತ್ಯಾಯಿತಾನ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಭೂಯ ಕಲ್ಪತೆ ಶುಡ್ ಐ ವಾಟ್ ಶುಡ್ ವಿ ಡೂ ಹಿಯರ್ ಐ ಮೀನ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಇಸ್ ಸೀನಿಯರ್ ಟು ಮೀ ಇನ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಐ ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಯು ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಸೊ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಾಪರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಪ್ರಪೋರ್ಟ್ one who engages in full devotional service and failing in all circumstances at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of brahman purport this verse is a reply to arjuna's third question what is the means of attaining to the transcendental position as explained before the material world is acting under the spell of the modes of material nature one should not be disturbed by the activities of the modes of nature instead of putting his consciousness into such activities he may transfer his consciousness to krishna activities krishna activities are known as bhakti yoga always acting for krishna this includes not only krishna but his different plenary expansions such as rama and narayana he has innumerable expansions one who is engaged in the service of any of the forms of krishna or of his plenary expansions is considered to be transcendentally situated one should also note that all the forms of krishna are fully transcendental blissful full of knowledge and eternal such personalities of godhead are omnipotent and omniscient and they possess all transcendental qualities so if if one engages himself in the service of krishna or his plenary expansions with unfailing determination all these modes of material nature are very difficult to overcome although these modes of material nature are very difficult to overcome one can overcome them easily this has already been explained in the 7th chapter one who surrenders unto krishna at once surmounts the influence of the modes of material nature to be in krishna consciousness or in devotional service means to acquire equality with krishna the lord says that his nature is eternal blissful and full of knowledge and the living entities are part and parcel of the supreme as gold particles are part of a gold mine thus the living entity in his spiritual position is as good as gold as good as krishna in quality the difference of individuality continues otherwise there would be no question of bhakti yoga bhakti yoga means that the lord is there the devotee is there and the activity of exchange of love between the lord and the devotee is there therefore the individuality of two persons is present in the supreme personal is present in the supreme personality of godhead and the individual person otherwise there would be no meaning to bhakti yoga if one is not situated in the same transcendental position with the lord one cannot serve the supreme lord to be a personal assistant to a king one must acquire the qualifications thus the qualification is to become brahman or freed from all material contamination it is said in the vedic literature brahmaiva san brahmapyeti one can attain the supreme brahman by becoming brahman this means that one must qualitatively become one with brahman by attainment of brahman one does not lose his eternal brahman identity as an individual soul 
I chose to speak on this verse today. When Dhananjay Prabhu approached me this afternoon with a question which was a bit long and complicated, uh, maybe I'd like to re- you want to repeat that, what the question was? If you stand up and say it a little loudly, then everyone can hear. Uh, I and I can remember also. No, uh, if, if you come here, and then you can... T- all right. Yeah, there was one devotee was asking me a question. I think. There was one devotee was asking the question whether uh, how do we transcend the three modes of material? And um, uh, so uh, when we chant the holy name, it's not that always we can chant the holy name constantly, 24 hours a day. All right, that's the summary of the question. That makes it a lot simpler. Now, we are enjoined to chant the holy names of Krishna. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Eva Kiva Lam, Kalo, Nasjeva, 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 Gatira, Nyata. In this age of Kali, there is no other way, no other way, no other way to attain the supreme destination but to chant the holy names of Hari. Chant the holy names of Hari. Chant the holy names of Hari. So, this is the process. Chant Hari Krishna, become free from the influence of modes of material nature, and go to Krishna. But, a, a doubt is raised, or a query is raised, that when, in our neophyte stage, we can't chant Hari Krishna all the time. And, even theoretically, if we had the opportunity to do so, uh, well, theoretically, even if we had the opportunity to do so, we probably wouldn't have the taste to do so. But practically speaking, most devotees in the modern age don't have the time to do so either. Because everyone's busy with various activities for maintaining the body. The Vedic literatures enjoin us, and Srila Prabhupada stressed this again and again, to live simply. Because if we don't live simply, then if we try to artificially increase our necessities, then we become entangled in so many unnecessary activities which divert us from the real purpose of life. And that is very much the situation in modern life in which everyone is working very hard to maintain what Srila Prabhupada repeatedly pointed out are artificial necessities. There's a machine for doing everything. I'm just surprised that everyone doesn't have escalators in their homes. That still people walk up the stairs. They don't take, and most people don't have escalators in their homes. That much exercise they have. Most people still don't use electric toothbrushes. Although there are, if you're really, if you're really uh, machine oriented, you can have an electric toothbrush also. So we take these things to be normal. The motor car civilization. Uh, yesterday. No, actually, this, yeah, yesterday we were in Boise. and So to hang the clothes out to dry, there's no line to hang there, even though it's sunny, no sign of a cloud. But there's no line to hang the clothes on because they're always dried in a machine. They, they can't imagine hanging, them, hanging clothes on a, a line to dry them. So it's a society of artificial necessities, to, but to maintain, to produce all these things like drying machines which dry your clothes without having to go to the terrible strain of hanging them on a line, then uh, you have to go to the terrible strain of producing it. And if you don't yourself produce it, you work for it, you have to go to the terrible strain of working hard to produce all these things. This is called Ugra Karma which Srila Prabhupada sometimes translated as pungent activities, or gross activities, very gross society. 
So we don't have time. Mostly people don't have time for proper sadhana. It, it requires some time. To be Krishna conscious, it's not just it's not just a matter of saying Hare Krishna once and then it's all off. Of course, the Chaitanya Charitamrita states that. A Krishna Nam Kari Sarva Papa by just by chanting Hare Krishna even once all our sins are removed. But then there's a there's also Bahujanma Kari Jodi Shravan Kirtan Tobutanapai Krishna Padi Prindhan. That we might on the other hand we might chant Hare Krishna for many lives and not attain love of Krishna, which is the ultimate goal of this chanting if we chant offensively. So for almost all persons it's recommended, and Rupa Goswami has given the process of sadhana bhakti, that we should follow a process of gradual, gradual purification in which there are many activities. Of course, Hariyanama Eva Kevalam, chanting Hare Krishna is the basic activity, but there are many activities to perform which bring our mind toward Krishna. We're under the modes of material nature. Here it's mentioned in this verse, bhakti yoga in sevati, by serving Krishna in bhakti yoga. Purification is there. We are under the modes of material nature, which drag our consciousness down. But by agreeing or submitting ourselves to follow the process of bhakti yoga, then automatically we come in contact with Krishna by hearing about Krishna by chanting the names of Krishna, by seeing the forms of Krishna, by decorating the forms of Krishna, by vowing to take only food offered to Krishna, then just as Krishna is completely pure and transcendental, we also become pure and transcendental. But the question comes then, if we don't have inclination to follow all these processes all the time, or if we don't have the opportunity to do so due to our uh, family or work commitments, then what happens? What happens is we become involved with the modes of nature. That's what happens. That's why Srila Prabhupada was recommending a lifestyle that for our devotees, if they can live in our own communities, on the land, grow, grow our own food, live simply, that will be much easier to be Krishna conscious because, first of all, there's no diversion toward acquiring and maintaining artificial necessities. Uh, there'll only be association with devotees and in that atmosphere we can always be Krishna conscious. Just like butter. You all know where butter comes from, don't you? It comes from a supermarket, Right? Is that right? Has anyone even seen anyone churning butter by hand? Has anyone seen it even? You've seen it. Have you done it? You do it. Some people do it home in the in the blender, in the mixing, in the modern age. But there is the system of going like this. Still, not much, because now all of India is electrified, so they do it by machine. There is still the system. So like this, uh, that's described the gopis, they would churn the yogurt and make ghee like this. So what were they doing when they were churning the yogurt? They were chanting the glories of Krishna, isn't it? So you can, that traditionally, the, the pious people in India, where that culture was being fostered, they would do that in the fields, plowing the fields, walking behind the bulls. They would sing songs to Krishna, isn't it? You know this? Probably most of you, your forefathers were doing this. Or uh, the boatmen in Bengal, there are so many big rivers all over India, especially in Bengal. So crossing the river by boat or go, making a long journey even by boat is very common. So the boatmen would sing to Krishna. That was the culture. 
So if we have our own communities, we can do that. It's not very easy in the modern age to be Krishna conscious because the, the culture goes against it. You can do, you can put on your computer, on the, uh, the wallpaper, you can put a picture of Vrindavan, you can put on your desk a picture of Krishna. But it goes against modern work ethics to be very religious at work. It's religion in modern society, religion is considered a private affair. In America, which has from the from the very beginning of modern America, that means from the time of the the founding fathers of the nation, the ethic has been one of religious freedom. But religion there's also separation of church and state and the feeling that religion is a private affair. Although in Vedic culture it is the king rules over and everyone has to follow dharma. That is his duty to make sure everyone follows. So it's it's a public affair. Everyone is supposed to follow the principles of dharma. So in the modern age it is very difficult in many ways, in so many ways to be Krishna conscious. The, the whole culture is against it. Even in modern India, in the workplace, that's not encouraged. Work hard, make money, be successful, so-called. So it's very difficult in so many ways and the, the sinful activities are promoted as normal. Therefore, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Eva Kivalam, Kalona, Asjeva, 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 Gati, Aranyata. Therefore, the concession is there because everything else is so difficult. Otherwise, if our minds were steady, as in previous ages, as in the Satya Yoga, then we could perform simply meditation on Vishnu and eat some leaves every few days and be satisfied. But we're neither physically nor mentally suitable for that. Uh, it's a very difficult age. Therefore, the concession is there. But we have to take advantage of it and perform bhakti yoga to the best of our ability. Despite the conditions of modern life, that is the test. It's easy to chant Hare Krishna, but we have to take it very seriously. Now, there may be so many different social obligations, family obligations, work obligations, but it's a matter of understanding that our main obligation, or the actually only really important one, or the obligation here we can say dharma, is to serve Krishna, and everything else is temporary. So as long as we're in conditioned existence, we have various activities that we have to perform. Just like if we don't brush our teeth, then they'll become rotten very soon. If we don't eat or sleep or answer the calls of nature, there are certain things that we are obliged to do by the situation that we're in, in material existence. But by regularly hearing about Krishna and studying the Vedic literature which describes about Krishna, then we can keep everything in focus. Keep focused on what our, what the real goal of our life should be. Understanding smaran nityam anityatvam Understanding everything here is temporary. So our real duty is to be Krishna conscious. And reading these purports of Srila Prabhupada, just like in this purport, there is it, it's Srila Prabhupada's purports, they're not only describing the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. It's not just a a philosophical exposition of Krishna consciousness. But it's also highly motivational, isn't it? When we read Srila Prabhupada's books, then we become encouraged by Srila Prabhupada and, and pushed by him into being Krishna conscious. Just like Srila Prabhupada writes here, one should not be disturbed by the activities of the modes of nature. So that's... Pushing it, yes, I know, no. I'm disturbed by the modes of nature. I read Srila Prabhupada's book. He says one should not be disturbed. So we, we get clear direction. And uh, also we get encouragement that it is possible. If, if Prabhupada is telling one should not be disturbed, then we should, getting this 
instruction not to be disturbed, we also get strength that even though I am disturbed by the modes of nature, actually I shouldn't be. There's no intrinsic reason to be disturbed by the modes of nature. If I understand that I have no actual connection with this material world, then why should I be disturbed? Then one, if one is clearly understanding this, which clear understanding comes from following the process of bhakti yoga, by, by chanting, by reading these books, by hearing regularly from devotees, then again and again we get strength and encouragement and conviction. It can be compared to driving a car. You have to know where you're going, keep focused, and even moment by moment one has to be alert and adjust the steering wheel. So like that, one one's life goal one's life goal has to be focused on Krishna. Savaimana Krishna Padaravindayoho. Beginning by placing the mind on Krishna and if we become disturbed this way and that way, which is quite natural when we are associate we are in the atmosphere of the material energy and we are conditioned since time immemorial by the material energy. But by following the process of bhakti yoga, what happens? bhakti We gradually become fixed in the transcendental position. But that bhakti has to be avyapicharini bhakti, which means undeviated. Here Srila Prabhupada translates as unfailing in all circumstances. Now the question comes, well that's what we're talking about, that we're getting deviated, so how are we going to come to that platform? So the point is that that has to be our goal. It's, it's, it's not usual that one immediately comes to the transcendental platform. Just It's not such a simple thing that after millions of lifetimes of being entangled in the material energy, we just say, it's not like, you know, putting some coins in a vending machine, pushing a button and out comes Prem Bhakti. It doesn't, it's not that. When we say Krishna Conscious is easy, it's not that easy. There's some test also, that if we are sincere. But that has to be our aim, and therefore the process of Bhakti Yoga is given by Rupa Goswami on the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, delivered by Srila Prabhupada in his Nectar of Devotion. And if we follow that, then there will be gradual progress. And that we have to have faith in. It requires some faith that even though this material energy is very strong and I am very weak, if I take shelter of Krishna, then surely he will help me. Srila Prabhupada often used to quote an example given by Tulsidas of the raging river. Sometimes it seems that Maya is like a raging river. Sometimes we feel we're being carried away helplessly, doesn't it? The, the, the thoughts are running away. So Tulsidas gives the example that even the huge, powerful elephants, they can be carried away by the raging storm, the raging river. So even one who's, even someone who's supposed to be a yogi, or very advanced in controlling the senses, he can be carried away by the raging current of material desires. That's frightening, isn't it? That Lord Krishna states in Bhagavad Gita also, that even one of the senses on which the mind dwells can carry away the intelligence, just like a boat is carried away by the water. But the example is there, that the little fish in the raging current that can carry away the big elephants, the little fish can is not only not carried away by the current, but swims against it. Now how is that possible? Because the fish has taken shelter of the water. The fish is of the same nature of the water. The fish is a, is a creature of the water. So if we take shelter of Krishna, then even though we are very tiny in... Uh, comparison with the material energy or even though we may 
we may not be very good yogis. Now, in the modern Western world, I was just on the plane the other day, I was seeing someone's reading a book about Kundalini Yoga. So all these processes of yoga have become very popular. I don't, I don't know how many people are seriously trying to control the senses. I doubt it. But uh, even there may be yogis. You can Even now you can go to Kumbh Mela. I last went there in 1989. And you can see yogis. They come out of the Himalayas. And they have this jata, this long matted hair, which some I saw, I went down to the feet and even a few meters beyond. Now how long does it take to grow hair that long? Maybe a few hundred years. So very old. So sense controlled that they control their life air so they don't they don't leave the body. They remain. I've seen over the years some people who from their eyes you can understand they're very old but their body looks young. But by yoga they can control. So we I don't think there's anyone here who can do like that. Is it control the breath? So maybe Pladananda Maharaj is good in yoga also. Good in bhakti So they're very sense controlled, but they're within the modes of material nature. But one who takes to Krishna consciousness, although busy in various activities, because his consciousness is focused on Krishna, who is the Supreme Brahman, who is beyond the modes of material nature, who is Always, there's no question of Krishna being within the modes of material nature. So by hearing about Krishna, thinking about Krishna, making our life's plans to serve Krishna, we come to that platform. Etadishanam ishasya prakriti stopi tadgunai. Na yujjate sadatma sthaya yata buddhistadashaya. The very nature of Krishna, why is he known as God? Because he is. Even though he's within the material nature, he is not affected by it. And those who are devotees of Krishna, those who are sheltered by Krishna, they also partake in the same nature by the mercy of Krishna. So it's a matter of faith that if we we can cross over the modes of material nature, we can do so not by our own strength, but by the mercy of Krishna. We have to have faith in this process of Krishna consciousness. Therefore, Rupa Goswami, in the another important book of his, Upadeshamrita, Nectar of Instruction, he these three key instructions. Nowadays, there are, or, there are many books on personality development and management techniques and all these kind of things. But Rupa Goswami has given three key qualities for pursuing bhakti yoga and actually in any pursuit utsahan nishyadharya that if we are in any activity first of all we have to be enthusiastic so in bhakti we have to be enthusiastic if we're not enthusiastic then where how is there going to be any progress there has to be enthusiasm that enthusiasm comes from the faith that krishna Consciousness is superlatively worth attaining. It's worth the effort. Your people are going to work, the students are studying in the college, people are trying to climb mountains. Why? Because they're convinced that it's worth doing. It's worthwhile me doing so. People go to work, they don't actually want to go to work but they do so because they're convinced that by doing so, I will be benefited. So that conviction has to be there. That, that by following the, the process of Krishna consciousness, that will be beneficial. That From that comes enthusiasm. But determination. Because the enthusiasm may go up and down and in, in and out. But one has to have fixed determination. That I'm going, now I took this up, I'm going to stick to it. And patience, that even if the result doesn't come immediately, that surely Krishna, who is very kind, he will not be ungrateful. 
for my efforts. Even though I'm very tiny and not very capable to serve Krishna, I make so many mistakes. But Krishna is so kind, surely he will not be ungrateful. He will be happy with my endeavors and he will accept that. So that enthusiasm, determination and patience is required and faith that yes, we, sh- we should go on with the process of bhakti. It, it's not immediately that we can expect to come to the topmost level. But anyway, we have no other duty or obligation than to serve Krishna. Even it may appear I'm not making much progress, but still, what else should I do? Should I just forget it all and go to McDonald's and go watch some movie or forget all about it and just become a, a typical materialist? What is the value there? One should have the faith that by serving Krishna, Krishna will surely help us. And go on like that. And if we do like that, then surely Krishna will reciprocate. Now, Prahladananda Maharaj is here. He's been practicing Bhakti Yoga under Srila Prabhupada's direction for 36 years, is it? 38. So he's personally been practicing and is advising many who are practicing. And we all know that on the path of bhakti there are many ups and downs. It may seem like that. But if we remain fixed then the, the difficulty or the, the, the difficulties that we have to go through then by remaining fixed in our determination to serve Krishna in the difficult time, that is actually how we win Krishna's mercy more and more. When it seems that it's very difficult to retain our faith in Krishna during those difficulties, that is the test that if we apply ourselves more to Krishna consciousness, then Krishna will reciprocate and we'll get more of his mercy. So we're saying ups and downs, but it's just like on a, on a graph, it may go like this. There are ups and downs, right? But the general direction is up. So actually in bhakti, there's only up. There's no down. It may appear that there's some little troughs. Those are tests. There will be, that will always be there. But we should have the faith that by sticking to Krishna, He will pull us up. Chanting Hare Krishna is always purifying as long as we avoid offenses. Maharaj, you want to speak something? So, please do so. And you have another question if there's time for that. So, I'll, I'll vacate. Well, there is another question. No, you had the, the other one, the other subject. You don't want to take that up now? All right. All right. Maybe that was covered in the first one. All right. The answer to that question is chant Hare Krishna and be happy. It's a similar question. There's discouragement from various circumstances, but what to do? Even in the society of devotees, there may be some rubbing, but what should we do? We go on chanting Hare Krishna. Yeah, so any questions, please? Then. Sir, how to control this mind actually? Has anyone ever heard this question before, ever had this question before? How to control the mind when we're chanting? The mind goes hither and thither. Does anyone else have this experience? No. <laughs> Praladananda Maharaj, you'd like to. Answer that. You need to be some kind of a yogi to take that out. It's a. This is one of the most frequently asked questions, as you may have experienced. Instead of trying to control the mind, we should try to use our intelligence. Proverbs once was asked that. I mean, there are many different answers. One time he said, 
forget about your mind. Try to use your intelligence in order to chant Hare Krishna in such a way as that Krishna will reveal himself to you. Krishna reveals himself to you, we become Krishna conscious, and the mind will be controlled. Yeah. Try to just control, as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, because it's a very old question. Mm. Arjuna had asked the same question. Where Arjuna said, Yo yam yoga tvaya pravda samyena madhusudana etasyahamit pashvami tanjalati mira krishna pravati balavadridam tasyahamni drahammanye vayoriva sadhuskaram. Now, my dear Krishna, the system of yoga that you've described seems very difficult because the mind is restless and very strong. The mind is restless, turbulent, and very strong, O Krishna, and to do it is more difficult than trying to catch the wind. So Krishna answers the question. Sri Bhagavanavacha, Asamashayam Mahabaho, Manodhar Nurgraham Shalam, Abhyasena Tukuntiya, Vairagin Shukriyate. Krishna agreed, yes, the mind is very difficult to control, Arjuna, but it's possible by suitable practice and by detachment. So the suitable practice means we chant Hare Krishna, calling out to Krishna to engage us in his loving service, to use our intelligence how to chant with attention and love, and by doing so, when Krishna reveals himself to us, then we'll think about Krishna, his name, his form, his quality, his pastimes, and if we feel his presence, if the mind is filled up with his presence, then there will be nothing else to think of with Krishna. The mind will be controlled by Krishna. That's been explained at the end of the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, where Arjuna was saying, he had asked a question, same exact question in a different way. Arjuna Vacha, Sita Pragyasitava, that's the second chapter, he said that Atakeno Priyatayam Papam Charity Purusha Anitam Napi Varshneya Baladi Vanyojita. My dear Krishna, that my duty I can't perform it. What's the reason? Why is it so difficult? Our duty in this age is to chant Hare Krishna without offense. Why is it so difficult? So Krishna says, uh, some uh Kama Esha, Krodha Esha, Raja Guna Samudrava, Mahashana Mahapama, Vidinam Ihavarina. Yes, it is due to lust, and which later turns on into wrath, which is the all devouring sinful enemy of this world. And then, our, then Krishna explains how lust covers us, has the two potencies, namely Avaratnika Shakti, covers our consciousness, so we don't think, see things properly, and Pratnapnika Shakti, it impels us to do things because it burns like fire. And lust is in the intelligence, it's in the mind, it's in the senses, it's in our consciousness. So what is the solution? He says, Tazvatvam Indriyanya no, do, niyamya bharatarshiva, patmanam tadihiyena, jnana vijnana, that we have to regulate the senses. And how do we regulate them? Because the senses are superior to dull matter, mind is higher than the senses, intelligence is higher than the mind, and he, the soul, is even higher than intelligence. We should know that we're superior to all these different things. We're not the mind. We're not even material intelligence. We're not the senses. We have nothing to do with these things. We should take shelter of Krishna in Krishna consciousness. And if we get, achieve Krishna's shelter, that superior happiness, these transcendental ecstasy by remembering Krishna's transcendental form, quality, and pastimes, will not only control our mind, intelligence, our senses, but will captivate us and cause us to surrender to Krishna too. What to speak of the little human mind, material energy? The whole world can see Krishna is so great that even it can ca- capture us, the soul. So we should chant Hare Krishna's. We shouldn't worry so much about the mind, our process. One time I was sitting there 
who was in 1969, probably, come to, to Buffalo. And before I joined the Hare Krishna movement, I was actually, I was, I was doing yoga eight hours a day, including going to college. But I had a job at a, an art school doing yoga poses. Mm. They were paying me to stand in different poses for sometimes a half an hour to an hour at a time. So I was practicing what I thought was mystic yoga. So I was I had the good fortune of having Prabhupada's association one time. Because Prabhupada came to Buffalo for over a week and I'd go and listen before I went to college in the morning. Prabhupada just would let would talk to us for sometimes three or four hours. So one time I was getting a little bored, I was sitting there with Prabhupada, and I thought, well let me try and see Prabhupada's effulgence. So I started to look at Prabhupada's effulgence. And then Prabhupada turned to me and said, our process is not mystic yoga, it's bhakti. <laughs> said, oh, okay. <laughs> so our process is not trying to control the mind, simply control the mind. Our process is to fall in love with Krishna, to become Krishna conscious. And Krishna will control our mind, our senses, it will control everything. And it will control us by the happiness that we get from Krishna's association. So, yena tena karina. Somehow or another, fix the mind upon Krishna and everything else will follow. More questions? How to have firm determination in bhakti? Well, it's these are one of these how-to questions. How to be sincere, how to be humble, how to have firm determination. These are all components of bhakti. By performing bhakti, bhaktya samjataya bhaktya, from bhakti comes bhakti. Bhakti means to associate with devotees, chant the holy names of Krishna. So all these qualities, they come, first of all we have to, to want that. I was talking about that, Just I think you just came in, you went out or? Yeah, I was talking about that. The other thing is by association. If there's some quality that we feel we want to develop, we should associate with devotees who have that quality. Another question is, well, why don't we have the determination? Why not? What else do you want? If we don't have the firm determination to attain Krishna, that means we want something else. What else do you want? You asked me a question, now I'm asking you one. What else do you want in life? Everything except Krishna. Then go to hell. That's where you're going. <laughs> then you won't get Krishna. We have to decide what we want. What do you want? What do we want? Is What other desires are there? You want to be a big manager, famous, what, what are you doing? What, which line are you in? IT. So you'd like to become more prominent than Bill Gates? There may, that's this, the Sangat Sanjayate Kamaha. By associating with devotees, we develop the desire to be Krishna conscious. By associating with non-devotees, the contamination of their desires may rub off on us. Then our determination becomes weak. So we may think, just last night I was saying in a lecture, well, some, some, Devotees saying, well, let me, let me become rich and famous and then others will, then when I preach, people will take it seriously. Just like some, it's quite often people think, let me become a great rock star. And then, not among Indians so much, maybe in the next generation. But uh, among Western devotees, it's not unheard of that there's, Think, let me become a great rock star and then when, when I preach people will listen to what I have to say. 
someone says, well, that's what I was thinking. So, but our interview should be to serve Krishna and please Krishna. And everything else is a diversion. It may be if you have some so-called good position, people will respect that. Someone was telling me that he's getting, he's just been promoted in his position, he's in charge of all these, again, it's the IT line, line, so he's in charge of all these young men and women coming in, and he preaches to them, and they take it very seriously because of his position. They think, well, he's successful, so materially, so he's worth listening to. So we may think, well, let me become successful materially, and then people will listen to me, which is possibly true. But it's very dangerous because then our desires become mixed up. We we may think that I'm trying I'm trying to advance my career so that it'll be better for preaching, but it becomes mixed up with desires for name, fame, honor. So we have to be very careful. Another danger is that by having the firm determination to become materially progressed, then the, the firm determination to become Krishna conscious goes down. By cultivating desires other than those to be Krishna conscious, then we, we can't have the desire to be truly Krishna conscious. So it's very, careful, it's, it's very dangerous to cultivate other desires. If a desire for some material so-called progress is cultivated purely as an adjunct to that of bhakti, that can be called bhakti yoga, pure bhakti yoga. But otherwise, it's going to be mixed devotional service at best. If not cultivate, it may be just cultivating material desires. And then the question comes, why am I not fully determined in Krishna consciousness? Because I'm cultivating other desires. That we can, we can't have both. We have to choose. If we want Krishna, then we we, we have to stop thinking about becoming Indra, Brahma, Bill Gates, George Bush, or something like this. We have to cultivate the desire to become Dasam, Krishna Dasam, 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 Das. Yeah, please. While enjoying Krishna, is it possible to enjoy what's around us or reject it? Yeah, Maharaj. The question is, well, we can have the lady herself speak it again and then pass the mic over to Maharaj. We have to go back to the point. While we are enjoying Krishna, can we enjoy what is around us, meaning the world, people, things, or do we just simply reject them all? When we actually learn how to enjoy by pleasing Krishna, then we'll actually know how to enjoy until we learn how to enjoy properly, we, we won't enjoy here, we'll simply suffer. When we learn how to enjoy, everything becomes enjoyable. Because everything becomes, we become a servant of everyone, everything. Now we're trying to become the master. Therefore, whatever, we're covered over by a maya. Just like, if you go on society here and you try to steal everything you see, then the police will come and arrest you. And you'll be you'll have a good, good opportunity to enjoy in the prison house, whatever is enjoyable there. But, if you act like an honest citizen and utilize the energy in the society properly under the laws, then you can enjoy everything. You can even go to the prison and do a pro Krishna conscious program there. So when we recognize how everything here belongs to Krishna, everything here is meant for Krishna's pleasure, and that only in that way can anyone be happy, because Krishna is the only one who can actually benefit anyone, then everything we, we do is enjoyable. And when we think we're the enjoyer, when we think we're the controller, when we think we're the benefactor, then we won't enjoy anything, we'll just suffer. 
Short and to the point. <laughs> Any other questions, please? Yeah, please pass the mic over. And I guess it will be my turn to speak after that. Yeah, give the mic. If you bring it around, it should go. Please accept my humble licenses. Um, the question that I have is somewhat similar to what other people have been asking. So, maybe I'll try to rephrase it in a different way. The Bhakti Lata Beach that we have, Seed of Devotion, how can we strengthen it in a way that we, instead of falling down, you know, keep progressing and climbing that ladder up? Is everyone familiar with this analogy, the Seed of Devotional Service? Yes, no, no. All right. Yes. All right, well, we have some no's here. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has compared the development of bhakti to a creeper. A creeper grows up by going around a tree or up a trellis. It needs something to get a hold of, which is already up, so that it can go up. So the development of devotional service is like a creeper and the seed of that creeper is planted in the heart, this analogy is given, by Guru and Krishna. Then taking instruction from Guru and Krishna, one has to water the seed so that the creeper sprouts and develops that water is hearing and chanting about Krishna. So if one goes on hearing and chanting about Krishna, under the guidance of Guru and Krishna, Guru Sadhu Shastra, then the creeper will grow. If we follow the process of bhakti, then again, bhaktya sanjataya bhaktya. From bhakti comes bhakti. However, as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu warns, you can read all about this in teachings of Lord Chaitanya or in Chaitanya Charitamrita. We have to be careful of the mad elephant. It's described that one may be cultivating a garden very nicely, but if a mad elephant, and this still is going on in India, Thailand and other countries, there are Elephants that wander around the forests and they'll, they'll come in and destroy the, the fields. And wild pigs also, that's more common. <laughs> they just come and they'll just destroy all the work you did cultivating the crops for so many months and then they just come and destroy it all. So one has to be very careful to guard against the destructive elephant. What is that? of making offenses. So that in summary, that if we follow the process, then by Krishna's grace we can make progress. But if we make offenses, then all the progress we've made can be wiped out very quickly. So we have to guard very carefully. Anything else? Offenses, can you give us um, some examples? The main offense is not to understand how everyone is a servant of Krishna and act accordingly. From that comes all kinds of illusions, like Jiva Hingsa, being envious of other living entities, uh, Puja, wanting worship, wanting, wanting gain, lover, wanting some position, pratishta. Then there is also 
Uh, what are the other ones from there? Seva Aparad, Nama Aparad. Oh no, from, I mean from uh, that verse. Uh, uh, Lab Puja Pratishta Jata, then uh, Nishidacha Kutinati Jivar Hingsham. Kutinati, the, uh, well, Nishra, which means that Nisidachar, not acting according to the regular principles. And Kutinati, what is that? Duplicitous behavior. So basically speaking, forgetting that we're simply servants of Krishna through his devotees, acting whimsically according to our what our imagine our whatever imagination we have by identifying with his body, and thinking others are their body also, instead of seeing others as the object of our service or compassion, seeing others as the object of our envy that we want to enjoy others rather than serve them. So that's the main problem. We contemplate the objects of the senses. We want to enjoy others, and because of that, we try to control them. We try to make arrangements for our own sense gratification, rather than making arrangements for Christian sense gratification. Any other questions? Quick and easy question. Um, Devotees sometimes have preached about a golden age that supposedly is going to happen. And I know you say Shirokapa's question extensively. Is that mentioned actually anywhere? Yeah. Or in any lectures or classes or anywhere? It's mentioned in an ancient scripture, Brahma Vaivarta Purana, that within the dark age of Kali, the age of quarrel and hypocrisy, there will for 10,000 years be a golden age in which devotees of the Lord will raise their arms and chant the holy names of Krishna. And during this time, it will be uh, very conducive for spiritual life. So that's already started. Now you may think, well, how is that when there's so many bad things all around us? But the fact that the Krishna conscious movement is going on and people can take advantage of that that is so auspicious that it cancels out all the the effects of Kali Yuga. That means that uh, even Kali Yuga is going on, but anyone who takes this Krishna conscious, they can be free from this. Kali Kalmashan Nashanam, by the effect of chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, that's an answer to the question. So, your question. That by, despite the terrible effects of Kali Yoga, by chanting these names of Krishna, one can be freed from all the contaminations of Kali Yoga. There is no better process mentioned in all the Vedas. So that's a golden opportunity in the darkness of this dark age. Srila Prabhupada mentioned or at least alluded to that on occasion also. For instance, he said that my books will be the law books for the next 10,000 years. Any other questions? If not, we could chant Hare Krishna. If there are any other questions, we can take them. Anyone? Yeah, all right. This is not a question. I was just about to ask you 
uh, if you could, since you had Srila Prabhupada's association for a long time. I didn't actually, Maharaja's. Although, I mean, I've had association, but not what you'd call direct or personal association. Hmm. Okay. So ask Pralarananda Maharaj. If you could uh, tell us some glories, Srila Prabhupada, during the time when you're associated or the deity or indirectly or something. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, amazing enough, all, no one probably ever asked that of Sri Prabhupada. No one asked Prabhupada, can you tell us? something about your Guru Maharaj. Sometimes they did. And Prabhupada's answers were usually quite short. One time, uh, Tariqa Maharaj asked Shri Prabhupada, can you tell me something, this is in 1969 in, in London, can you tell us something about your Guru Maharaj? And Prabhupada said he was a Vaikuntha man. Because, if you want to find out, of course it's always nice to hear the stories from the devotees. But sometimes, it's almost like we're taking that Prabhupada is, you know, pastimes. That everything is pastimes. That in order to understand Prabhupada, we have to hear his pastimes, the extraordinary things that he did. But actually, first thing we should do is Prabhupada emphasized more than anything else. We should hear the philosophy. I mean, I was sometimes with Prabhupada for several hours, many hours sometimes, hearing him speak to people. He just spoke what was in his books. He didn't try to do something extraordinary. Of course, he was extraordinary. But why was he extraordinary? Because he was actually thinking about Krishna. He was actually bringing the spiritual world wherever he was. So if you really want to find out about Prabhupada, it's not a joke. You read you read his books like Krishna books. That's what's really about Prabhupada. Krishna books, Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita. That was Prabhupada. Mm. And he said that, right? If you want to know me, yeah, that's actually read my books. Yeah. And there, are, of course, there's extraordinary things. But then we take it that, oh, this is very nice. Or this is, you know, probably so extraordinary. It's something different from what I'm supposed to be. He was extraordinary, and I can go on doing what I'm doing. But actually, all of us were supposed to become absorbed in Krishna consciousness. We're all supposed to bring to Krishna to this world. We're all supposed to get the benefit and give to others of Krishna consciousness. And become like Prabhupada, absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Then Krishna will arrange so many things. Because actually, not only Prabhupada in one sense, it was an instrument for Krishna, but anyone who's performing devotional service is actually being used under the Daiji property in proportion to their absorption in Krishna consciousness. So everyone's activities is extraordinary. And it'll be course, probably was super extraordinary because he was completely absorbed in Krishna consciousness. But if we think Prabhupada was so extraordinary and everyone else is ordinary, we'll make a great mistake. That Prabhupada, he saw everyone as extraordinary, all his, especially his followers who were engaged, because he actually saw how they were eternal servants of Krishna and he appreciated how they were engaged in Krishna's service. And from there, everything extraordinary came. So we should also try and see that how Prabhupada was seeing, how others were also eternal servants of Krishna, and appreciating that we are service to Krishna. So we take those lessons from Prabhupada, not just he did this and he did that, and he did this wonderful thing and that wonderful thing, and that everyone else, you know, everyone. But when, Prabhupada, when someone approached Prabhupada with the proper attitude and mood, then Prabhupada reciprocated so much, he appreciated so much their service. So we have to learn that. Jai, Hare Krishna. So, shall we have Arati? One more question there. Yeah, please speak it and then I'll repeat it in the mic. What do I consider the greatest obstacle for householders advancing Krishna consciousness? 
Well, the greatest obstacle for everyone is attachment to things not related to Krishna. That it would appear that in householder life there's there's more opportunity for that because householder life means uh, absorption or, or constant contact with those objects which render the whole world in Maya. So a householder is enjoined to regularly associate with persons in Krishna consciousness and hear how we are all servants of Krishna and have we be in different consciousness to that of mundane householders. Manasadeho Geho, Jokichumo, Apinu Tuapade Nandakisho. Instead of thinking this all my home, body, family, mind. But everything should be offered to Krishna. So, chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Remember that we're all eternal servants of Krishna. I'm a householder, yeah, temporarily, just a short time we're here. So, our aim is to enter into the Household of Krishna. Krishna Shamsakara Charyanacha. Jive Daya Nami Ruche Sarvatharmasha. You should Krishna Shamsakara just our family life for Krishna and giving up all wrong activities. Jive Daya try to spread Krishna consciousness. Name Ruchi, personally cultivate Krishna consciousness based on chanting the holy name. Sarva Dharmasa, this is the essence of all dharma. Simple, isn't it? Sometimes we find it very complex. How to do this, how to do that, how to adjust this, that, everything else. 